We're going to start out in Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15 and verse number 13. Genesis 15 and 13 says this. And God said unto Abram, Noah assured that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out. Would somebody say come out? With great substance. My mind is captivated by those two words, come out. And the reason I think maybe one reason why they were, why my mind is captivated by those two words, come out, is the fact that one day in my life, I came out of the world into a glorious liberty that comes in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, this, so, so they, God told Abraham, your people are going to go into, into captivity for 400 years. I'm going to judge the nation of Egypt that's going to have them in captivity, and they're going to come out with great substance. Now, this coming out is called an exodus, an exodus. So I'm like my dad. I like looking up words. My dad, in his grade 12 of high school, got so bored. He was so intelligent. He got so bored, he read the dictionary for recreation. And so I haven't read the dictionary all the way through, but I like looking up words to see what they mean. And I looked up the word exodus on the dictionary on my iPad here, and it says that the word exodus means a going out, a departure, and for an example, listen to this, the departure of the Israelites from Egypt under Moses. And so when I read that, I got excited because the, word, because the dictionary got preaching to me. It's got to get preaching to me that an exodus means you're to depart out of Egypt, God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt under Moses. I am so glad tonight for an exodus from the world and from the power of sin. This is going to be a crazy question in this place tonight. But is anybody here glad God ever brought you out by his power and by his might and by his authority? Hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done. Where would we be if it was not for the power and the presence of Almighty God in our lives? And if you're in this room tonight and you have never been brought out by the power of Almighty God, you can have that happen to you tonight right in this room because the power of God is here. And where the presence of God is, somebody help me, anything at all can happen where the presence of God is. Praise God. Now, the concept of coming out is this. The concept of coming out is, is if you're going to get to where God wants you to be and you're going to have what God wants you to have and you're going to be what God desires for you to be, you have to come out or you have to leave where you are and follow God. Whether I've been walking with God two days or 20 years or 50 years, if I'm going to have what God wants me to have, if I'm going to be what God wants me to be, and if I'm going to do what God desires for me to do, I'm going to have to follow God where he's leading me to go. 
Praise God. And so, and so that's the kind of the concept there. That's kind of the little capsule here of, of, of this concept of coming out. And so we want to talk about this fact that we're going to follow God. We're going to let God work in our lives. We're going to let God have his way. And wherever he leads, come on, somebody, we're going to follow. Because victory in my relationship with God comes from successfully following God. And I'll tell you how to successfully follow God is just faithfully every day make up your mind. Good days, bad days, happy days, sad days, glad days, whatever kind of day, I'm going to serve Almighty God today. I got my mind made up. When my feet hit the floor in the morning, I'm going to serve Almighty God. I'm going to walk with Almighty God. And so let's go. Let's go to Genesis or Exodus chapter number 3. Exodus chapter number 3, verses 7 and 8. And what we have here is, is Moses is on the backside of the desert keeping sheep, and he sees a bush afire. Now, now, the, now, the, now the, the, the thing that got his attention wasn't so much that the bush was on fire because in the desert sometimes bushes spontaneously combust and they go on fire. But the thing that caught his attention was, was the fact that this, this fire and this bush was not being consumed. And so Moses, the Bible said, drew near or turned aside to see why and to investigate why the bush was not being consumed. And when he did, the Lord spoke out of the bush to Moses. And in Exodus chapter number 3, this is a part of what he said in verses 7 and 8. He said, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. I know their sorrows. Oh, just hang on a minute. There's a word from God right there for somebody in this room. God knows your sorrows. He knows exactly. I'm having a hard time talking English right now. Hallelujah. Mm. He said, I've heard your cry, and I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land. Somebody say a good land. A large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And so God said, Moses, I got a job for you. I want you to go down and I want you to bring my people, somebody say out. <laughs> In other words, I want my people to leave where they're at. I want them to leave Egypt and get out of there because, because we're going to go on an exodus here. We're going to go on a journey. Now, here's, here's an amazing thing right here is that, is that when you get over in the New Testament in the book of Acts, chapter number 7, Stephen is given a history lesson, basically. And he's talking to the people there. And he's talking about how that God talked to Moses. And in Acts chapter 7 and verse number 34, 
Stephen's recounting this, and he said, I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and I'm come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send thee into Egypt. So Stephen's recounting this, and he says something very interesting here. In verse number 36, he said, and so Stephen said, he brought them out after that he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years years. He didn't say he brought them out after he brought them across the Red Sea. And there's Miriam on the, on the bank of the Red Sea with her timbrel in her hand, dancing and praising and magnifying God for everything that God has already done for them. They're looking back behind them, and they're seeing their enemies swallowed up in the Red Sea, and they get rejoicing and praising and magnifying God. I'm telling you, folks, no, nobody got a right to praise the Lord like somebody has seen God deliver them by the hand of Almighty God. We got a right to praise Almighty God. It's okay tonight just to tell you, you've got a right to praise God. Look what God has done in your life. I believe God deserves a hand clap and a praise and a shout and a glory to God for everything he's done in our lives by his power and by his spirit and by his authority. Hallelujah. But Stephen says here that they were not completely out of where, that they were completely, the exodus was not over until after the, being in the wilderness for 40 years. Because notice what he tells them in Exodus chapter number 3. I'm going to bring you out, and I'm going to bring you out of Egypt, but I'm going to take you to a land, a good land, and a large land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So what I can officially say tonight, based upon the word of God, it was not the will of God for them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. It was the will of God for them to come out of Egypt, go through the Red Sea, and go into the promised land. Because God only considered them out after they got in to the promised land. Notice this, the exodus was not over when they got out of Egypt. It was, they were only out after the signs of Egypt in Egypt and the Red Sea and the wilderness. And it just seems to me that the exodus in my life and in God's mind is never over to work until God gets me where he desires for me to be. And I just want to tell you, I haven't arrived yet. I want to say sincerely, I thank God for everything that God has done in my life, every blessing he's brought in my life, but God's not finished with me yet, and he's not finished with you yet either. Praise God. If I was to put a little subtitle on this, I would say, I would say this, was, this way, God's not done yet. Come on, somebody. God's not done yet. As great as yesterday was, God's not done yet. As great as the Red Sea was, God's not done yet. As great as, as great as all the miracles and signs and wonders God did for the children of Israel, God's not done yet. God's got some place he's taken us, and until we get there, God's not done yet. Come on, somebody, let's go on a journey. Let's leave. Let's follow God. Let's follow God all the way to where God desires for us to go. You know what the ultimate destination is? It's a place called heaven. And I want to get there someday. And the way I do that is by successfully and faithfully following God every day of my life. Now, there's some places he's walked me through that if I had my choice, I wouldn't have went through them. But looking back, I can say, thanks be to God, he knows what he's doing. And he knows the way, and his way is perfect. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. So as long as God is working in my life, leading you and I by his word and the pillar of fire and the pillar and the cloud by day and by night and providing us for us each day, then the exodus is still on. God is still taking us somewhere. Praise God. Now, I'm not so much talking when I say we've got to leave where we're at to get to where God desires for us to be. I'm not so much talking about a physical location and changing your physical location, although that may be necessary at times to change your physical location and you may be able to come out of somewhere so God can do a complete work in your life because there's some places that are not conducive to the power of God working in my life. And so I have to come out of those things so that God can do a complete work in my life. How many realize tonight with me, he's the potter and we are the clay. And so he's, he's molding and shaping and forming us. And so I need to get myself in a place where I'm pliable and workable in the hands of Almighty God. And sometimes in order to be pliable and workable in the hands of Almighty God, I have to leave emotionally and I have to leave spiritually and I have to leave mentally where I am and go to another place so that God can do the work that God desires to do in my life. I don't know about you, but I just want the exodus to continue in my life until God gets me where God desires for me to be. Huh. Very interesting portion of Scripture here in, in, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verses 1, and three, 1 to 3. Listen to this, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Then we turned and we took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spake unto me, and we can pass Mount Seir many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, you have can pass this mountain long enough. Somebody say, long enough. Turn you northward. And I was digging into a commentary today, and one commentator said it was possible they may have can pass Mount Seir for 38 years. That's a long while to go in circles. And God told Moses, he said, Moses, you've gone around that mountain long enough. Turn you northward. And the commentator said that northward was towards the promised land. So you've gone in circles long enough. You've, you've just circled around and around and around and around. Moses, you've done that for long enough. It's time to make some direction to where I want to take you to. I don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. I want to, I want to move forward in my relationship with God. <laughs> I want to go forward. I want to go to where God. And I've had God tell me sometimes in my relationship with him, you've, 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 you've circled around that thing long enough. You need to let that go and go, and go forward. You've been hung up on that thing long. Well, <laughs> you've been hung up on that long enough. Yeah, you've circled that thing long enough. It's time for you to turn northward and get going to where, where I want to take you to, McNair. Come on, go forward in Jesus' name. Go forward in Jesus' name, Hallelujah. Praise God. And if you're hung up on something tonight and you're hung up on some kind of an issue or, or something in your life, maybe that's a word from God for you tonight. It's time you stop circling that thing. It's time for you to take off northward and go to the promised land where God desires for you to be. 
Hallelujah. Because the exodus is about making progress in my relationship with God or going forward in my relationship with God. Peter lifts his voice in 2 Peter 3 and 18 and says, Grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So go forward. Somebody say, go forward. So we're out of Egypt. We've come across the Red Sea. We've seen God do miraculous things, and we worshiped and praised God, and we've circled, and we've, and we've gone in circles around some things, but it's time to move forward. It's time to progress in my relationship with God every day in my life. Grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To grow in grace is the instruction of Scripture, and all kinds of growth should be seen in the character of a true Christian and a child of God that's following God and is in an exodus journey in their life to where God desires for them to be. There should be downward growth. The roots of the Christian life become even more firmly planted in the soil of God's word and God's spirit. I'm telling you, if you ever needed your roots down deep in the soil of God's word and God's spirit, we need it there today. Because there's a wind blowing in this world, and it's going to get stronger, and it's going to get stronger, and it's going to get stronger, Leah. Praise God. I don't want to get blown away by it. I want to get my roots down. I want to grow in my relationship with God until I become a strong, powerful person by the power of Almighty God working in my life. Come on, somebody. It's time to withstand the storm. It's time to get your roots down so you can withstand the storm. So there needs to be downward growth. There needs to be inward growth, becoming firmer and stronger in my relationship with God. And he just, God, be built up in the inner man by the power of Almighty God. So there needs to be downward growth, inward growth, outward growth. There should be the developing and all the visible signs of the Spirit working in my life. I need the Spirit to work through my life. <laughs> I really do. I need the fruit of the Spirit to become more and more evident in my life. So there should be outward growth. I should be able to see. I shouldn't be in the same place with God as I was two years ago or one year ago or six months ago. I need to be moving forward in Jesus' name. How's this for a prayer every day? Make me more like you, Lord. Help me be more like you, God. I want to be more like you. I want to treat my wife. I want to treat my family. I want to treat my friends. I want to treat everybody better, God. I want to be a better child of God. I want to be a better light in a dark world. By the power of Almighty God, so needs to be outward growth. Somebody ought to be able to say, there's something different about that person. <laughs> Not the haircut. It's the power and the spirit of God working in my life. Hallelujah. So there should be downward growth, inward growth, outward growth, and there should be upward growth and increasing desire for a closer walk with God and to get closer and walk in a greater relationship with God in my life. See, because the exodus is not just about the thrill of coming out of Egypt. And the exodus is not just about the thrill of seeing the Red Sea close over your enemies. The exodus is about making progress in your relationship with God and going to where God desires for you to go. You know what God's ultimate desire is for you? A mature, perfect, well-rounded, solidly planted in the word of God, child of God. Hallelujah. 
So the exodus must continue. And so what we must do from time to time is what merchants call taking inventory. It's inventory time. You know, you've seen them in Walmart with the little gun things in their hand and there's 14 bags of, of cheesies and there's 13 bags of walnuts and, you know, they're taking inventory because they want to know what they have in, in the store. And so they do an inventory. And so at, from time to time in my relationship with God, I need to stop and I need to take inventory and see whether or not I'm growing or whether I'm progressing or whether I'm going forward in my relationship with God because I'm on a journey with God. I'm on an exodus journey with God. God's brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light, and that was wonderful, and thank God for that. But I need to keep going forward in my relationship with God. And this is biblical. This is biblical. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Now, there's nothing any more exciting and powerful than seeing the power of God begin to work in somebody's life and watch and, and somebody share the word of God with them Set up a chart on a table or take your iPad and go in somebody's home and teach them the word of God and see the lights come on. And they see baptism in Jesus' name. That's still in the Bible, by the way. And they see the necessity of having the power and the spirit of God in their life. And, and, and it unfolds in their life. And, and God begins an exodus work in their life. And they, and they begin to walk towards the light and walk in the light of what they're learning. And, 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 and it's just so exciting. Nothing like it in all the world to see somebody come out the baptismal tank and come dancing across the front of the church and just worshiping and praising and magnifying God. Oh, God, give me some of that excitement back. Bring some of that back, God, into my spirit, Leah. Praise God. And so, and, and you know, as, as exciting as that is, there's nothing more any disheartening or discouraging maybe sometimes than to see the work of Exodus stop in somebody's life. And somebody to, to, to back away from the light and back back into darkness. You know, it's not the will of God once I've walked in the light for me to go back into the beggarly elements of this world and feed off them. I need to keep walking in my relationship with God. Well, Galatians says it this way, Galatians 4 and 9. But now after they have known God, or rather known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto you desire again to be in bondage. I'm going to make a statement here, and I'm, I'm open to correction from the pastoral team here, but I do not believe it's the will of God for somebody to go back into bondage of what God brought them out of. It's the will of God for me to continue to walk in the freedom of Almighty God and progress in my relationship with God to the point where I become what God desires for me to be. I think some of the most sad words in all the, all the story of the children of Israel is in Numbers 11, verses 4 and 5. And the children of Israel, the Bible said, also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. We remember the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlics that we had in Egypt. But what you're forgetting is the bondage. What you're forgetting is the taskmaster. What you're forgetting is the pain 
What you're forgetting is that you cried unto God and God heard you and God brought you out by his power and by his might. And now you want to go back to that? You want to remember that, all that stuff that was back in Egypt? I'm telling you, folks, I don't want to go back to Egypt. I want to get as far away from Egypt as I can get. I want to progress in my relationship with God. Could somebody just clap your hands and thank God that God is working in your life right now by his power and by his spirit and by his authority. Hallelujah. So the exodus has to continue. It must continue until we get to where God desires for us to be. And Exodus 40 and verses 36 to 38 says this. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went backward in their journey. No, not backward. Onward. Sorry about that. I got that wrong. Onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not to the day that it was taken up. For the Lord, cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and the fire was on it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeyings. So when that cloud moved or that pillar of fire got moving, it's time to pack up and it's time to move. And can I just tell you this? This is just... This is what I'm feeling in prayer. This is what I'm feeling in prayer. The cloud's on the move right now. The pillar of fire is on the move right now. It's not time to stay where we've always been and stay where we're at. It's time to go to where God's taken us and what God desires to do. Greater things are yet to come. Greater things are yet to be done in this city by the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm praying every day. I'm praying every day, God, let this place be packed to the walls. I know, I know we're in this time of, of distance and all that. I realize and all that. But I say, God, pack this place out. Pack the balcony out, God. Pack the balcony out. Let the baptismal tank be used every day of the week, God. Greater things, God. Mightier things by the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done. Thank God for his faithfulness. But I'm telling you, God's not finished yet. God's not done yet. And I know we keep hearing this over and over and over again. And, I, and I'm glad for the preaching that we're hearing about what God is doing. But it's resonating in my spirit in prayer. It's resonating in my spirit as I talk to God every morning. God, I want you to do what you desire to do. I don't want the exodus to stop, God, because somebody's not willing to follow you, God. But let's follow you, God, all the way to where you desire to take us. Because I just say this, God knows where he's going. He knows the way through the wilderness. All we have to do is follow step by step by step by step by step by step by step. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the exodus of the coming out of the progression of relationship with God, it must continue. It cannot stop. So I come back to this concept. The concept of coming out is this. If we're going to get to where God wants us to be, if we're going to have what God wants us to have and we're going to be what God desires for us to be, you got to leave where you are and follow God and follow the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night to where God has taken us by the power of his spirit. So I got one final. We can stand with me. You can stand. Just want to say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't 
stop now. Don't stop now. Keep following. Keep progressing. Keep going forward to where God desires to take us. It's a trick of the enemy to get us settled down and, and, and content and, and just, just reminiscing about how it used to be. And I've been brought up in this thing, folks. I, I can sit back and reminisce and talk, and I, I, love, I love talking about what God has already done. But I want to tell you, can I just say this? What God's already done is just a drop in the bucket to what he desires to do by his power and by his spirit, and by his might. Hallelujah. I'm just going to say this. got to get this off my chest right here. And it's just, is, this, is that, is that there's, there's, there's too many apostolic people dying from COVID. It troubles me. And I know, I, I, I understand, I understand the concept that they've got it made, they've got their home, they're, well, they're with Jesus Christ. But, but I just, I just want to say this. That God's in control. God, God's in control. Praise God. But I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm closing my Bible. I'm done. And I, I'm ready for a one God, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, heaven sent, devil-defeating devil revival in Canada in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And as for me and my house, I'm going to keep believing, and I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep pressing, and I'm going to keep going on this Exodus journey to where God desires to take us. And I believe God desires to give us a move of his spirit that is so marvelously, wonderfully powerful. I wish somebody would just clap your hands and thank God for the glory and for the power of his mighty name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.